Hi, welcome back to Idgits and Asphuts, a supernatural podcast. I'm Lynn. And I'm Rochelle. And we got another email. His name is Joel and he's awesome. He's still, so he's still listening or he's still watching the first season and listening to the first season right now because he's rewatching the show. Um, so he won't get this for a little while <laughs> for sure. But hi, Joel. We love you. And thanks for talking to us because we think you're awesome. So, yep. Hi, Joel. Thank you for the <laughs> awesome email. Mm-hmm. So today we are talking about season six, episode one, called Exile on Main Street. So the screen says one year ago, and then we get a recap of the last season, um, like you always do. Mm-hmm. But uh, and then we cut to, so it's one year later, we cut to Dean waking up in bed with Lisa. The alarm goes off at 7 a.m. Lisa says, are you okay? Dean says, yeah, I'm good. She kisses his hand and then gets out of bed. Dean seems like he is not okay. He just seems, like, checked out, you know? Like, it's not that he's, like, I don't know if he's, Going through the motions. Yeah, he's just going through, like, he's just kind of like a little bit of a zombie, you know? Yeah. Also, I didn't really write it, but throughout this whole episode, when Dean is with Lisa and Ben, he is nonstop drinking. Yeah. He is drinking, like, the whole time. Yeah. So... That's his way of coping with it, I guess, which yeah. is super healthy. I know, super. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we cut to the kitchen. Dean is making eggs. He grabs the salt, and we get a montage of Dean salting bones and making salt lines. Then he serves Ben breakfast. We cut to Dean opening the storage compartment of his truck, and then we get a montage of baby's trunk and Sam and Dean uh, closing closing baby's trunk that was a weird sentence sorry <laughs> like, closing the trunk <laughs> closing the trunk that's right <laughs> it shouldn't be dirty but it kind of sounds like it is it does <laughs> better close my trunk <laughs> ew <laughs> this uh, okay. trunk is now closed <laughs> <laughs> okay so dean goes to get it or dean goes to his construction job and while he's working we get a montage of dean killing monsters with sam we cut to a backyard barbecue dean gets beer out of a cooler and we see a memory of sam and dean getting beers out of a cooler outside baby while dean works under baby's hood we cut to dean showing ben how to do work on the truck and we see a memory of dean showing sam how to work on baby Then it's nighttime, and we see uh, Dean and Lisa's house closing curtains, locking doors, and peeping through the blinds. He checks on Ben sleeping and then gets in bed with Lisa. Definitely a little paranoid seeming. Yeah, I totally do all those things, (laughs) though. I mean, to be fair, I do too. Like, I, you know, I make sure that, you know, my front window that, like, on the balcony is, like, shut, and I make sure that you know, the slider is, well, I mean, okay, to be fair, I don't really check the slider very often because I don't ever go out there. But when I do go out there, then I definitely check the slider at night and I like check and like wiggle the lock on my door and all that sort of stuff. So like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But check like all the, things. the dude looks like he's expecting something though. It's not just like a regular routine of like, oh, okay, you know, doing this. He's like, where is it? You know, it's like, yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so Dean and Lisa snuggle, and Dean keeps one arm hanging off the bed. Under the bed, close to his hand, we see a gun and some holy water with a rosary in it. He then we get our opening title. Get away. Yep. <laughs> then we get our opening title sequence. So we cut to Dean at a bar with one of his neighbors named Sid. Sid says, and thank God this is before Facebook, right? Because it'd be me and that goat all over the internet. It sounded like you said goat. I did say goat. Oh, I was like... <laughs> It sounded almost like it, like, 
cut off, but no. You're oh, okay. Good. Goat. Yep. Yeah. Sid did something with a goat that he doesn't want on the internet. It's basically <laughs> Ew. what he's saying there. <laughs> what you did, dude. What you did. <laughs> yeah. Also, I just want to say, I'm glad that there was no social media when I was in high school because good goddamn, like, <laughs> that would have been such a horrible, horrible nightmare. Oh, God. <laughs> My... Let's see. We did have Facebook when I was in high school, but I like, I think I got Facebook like my freshman year of, almost in college, of high school because we had our Australian exchange students that would come every year for like a week and a half or something like that. Um, and that's like how everybody, or maybe it was my sophomore year. I think the first year I missed out on a lot of stuff that they were doing with exchange students because like I didn't have Facebook. So everybody's like mm -hmm. the next day would be like, Oh, we all went bowling last night and it was great. And it was like, how come nobody, they're like, well, it was on Facebook. We're not going to text everybody. It's like, oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. So like the second year I definitely, I got Facebook and I was like, okay, I need this. So that way we could figure it like, and I had to like talk my mom into it, you yeah. know, of like, Hey, I need Facebook because I need to be able to like, know when people are going and doing things because it's like I felt bad because the first exchange student that we have we didn't really go out and do a whole heck of a lot to be fair it was like snowing and there was a lot of snow days at school so like yeah we couldn't do much anyways because we couldn't really get around but like mm -hmm. still you know I was like I need it you know and then I kept it <laughs> yeah so but. There's this one party that happened in high school, which is like why I'm glad there is no social media. I got, <laughs> I got like blackout drunk. Okay. Oh, no. I got blackout drunk and thinking about it, there's no way I had more than four shots, but I had four shots. Well, I wasn't a big drinker obviously at the time. Yeah. So, um, and I had them all like within 10 minutes. Oh no. <laughs> so it so, just hit you all at once. So I don't remember what happened after that. I, so I, I do like, I, I heard stories later. <laughs> I uh, heard stories. Apparently I just like passed out in the backyard and started throwing up everywhere. Oh no. And an ex-boyfriend of mine had to like pick me up and drag me back into the house and clean me off. And it was an ex-boyfriend who like, we were not cool. Yeah. So hearing about it later just like mortified me. But, I mean, that just shows you that he's probably not a horrible person if he's willing to, like, you know, clean up the ex that they did not get along with, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he and I are Facebook friends now and totally cool. But at the time, there was ish still. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so, yeah. Yay. <laughs> Yay. And then um, I heard that I was, I was talking, but I was just like laying on the floor next to a puke bowl and someone was like, do you know who you are? And I was like, I'm some guy. You and then they said some guy. I'm some yeah, guy. Yeah. <laughs> and then the cops came and I was laying on the front yard at that point. I wonder how I kept getting around. Was I moving myself? I don't know. I don't know. So you might have been, I mean, just because you don't remember anything doesn't mean you didn't have like control of your body. That's true. But I remember laying, I was laying on the grass in the front yard and the cops came and I couldn't open my eyes, but I could see the flashing lights through my closed eyelids. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking, Ooh, pretty lights. <laughs> and then I heard that some guy, so then everybody ran away because we were underage and I heard that some guy that I've never met before and never met again stayed with me and picked me up and brought me inside the house, even with the cops there and everything. 
Yeah. Um, and stayed with me. And then um, two of my friends drove me home to my father. Oh, no. <laughs> they, they, they dragged me into my house and told him that I ate a bad hot dog. <laughs> and that's yeah, what was wrong clearly with me. as you're smelling of alcohol yeah she ate a bad hot dog <laughs> yeah exactly so that was just like a nightmare of a party oh geez. geez yeah I didn't even get in trouble my dad said like it looked like I punished myself enough <laughs> so I didn't get in trouble oh yeah that would have never happened to I mean to be fair I never like partied in high school or anything I've never really partied but if I would have shown up home like that, you can bet that they would be like, yeah, you deserve everything that you're feeling right now. Also, you're grounded. You don't have this. You don't have this. And you don't have this. You know, like, yeah. it wouldn't have been like, yeah, you're punished enough. It would have been like, and then we're going to add to it. You know? Yeah. Oh, For God. Sure. Oh, jeez. So anyways, now that, <laughs> now that I explained the whole thing that I never wanted on the internet. <laughs> Ever. it's like time creates like you just kind of like don't care anymore to an yeah extent. you know it's like eh. yeah I am glad that there's no video of that on the internet though because yeah. that just sounds mortifying yeah so, anyway for sure to the people who took care of me thank you <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening to this <laughs> if you're listening thank you I appreciate it okay so back to Dean uh do 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 Dean laughs, uh, and Sid says, don't get me wrong, no complaints, but if you'd have said to me, hey, you, 15 years from now, suburbia, Dean says, oh, yeah, believe me, I know. <laughs> Sid says, so you've traveled around a lot, huh? Dean says, yeah, my whole life, pretty much. Sid says, and? Dean laughs and says, I don't know. Sid says, come on, you what? Um, you what? You moved in about a year ago? Dean says, yeah, thereabouts. Sid says, so I've been buying you a beer for a year. I think that means you owe me a couple of gory details. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Dean says, oh, no, there's not much to tell, you know. I lived on the road, took crap jobs that nobody else wanted. Sid says, like? Dean says, like pest control. That's one way to put it. <laughs> I know. I'm proud that he, like, figured or, like, thought of that on the fly. Oh, you know, for sure. Because it's not a lie, you know. But what he, do you think he would have, you know, because at some point he's probably expecting somebody's going to ask him and he's going to have to have an answer. Do you think he already, like, kind of had an answer and was just, like, feeling out, like, will you buy this? Or did he, like, come actually come up with that on the fly? Yeah, I don't really know. Probably, he probably had it already as an answer. Yeah. You know? Just, like, I mean, because he, he's kind of, like, the always prepared type person, yeah. so. yeah. I don't know. So Sid says, really? Pest control? Dean says, yeah, you get to work with a partner. You get to help people. You have no idea what's in some people's walls. It could <laughs> keep them alive. Yep. yep. <laughs> Sid says, yeesh. Dean says, of course, that was then. And now Sid says, you're practically respectable. <laughs> Dean says, yeah, wow, I guess so. That's kind of scary, actually. The waitress comes over and puts her hand on Dean's arm. She says, thanks, guys. Dean says, thank you. Sid says, I think she likes you. <clears throat> Dean says, you think? And he holds up the receipt. It has her name and phone number on it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, it's Jensen for sure. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. I wonder how often that happens to him in real life too. Oh my God. Probably every time he goes out to eat. 
I know, right? Yeah. Although, to be fair, when he's going out to eat, he's probably with his family. Yeah. But, like, if he were to go out and, like, eat with a buddy or something like that, do you think that would happen? Possibly, you know? Like, yeah, I think And he'd so. probably be super nice about it, too. He'd probably be like, oh, sorry, I'm married or whatever, you know? But, like, thanks, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I bet it happens all the time. Yeah. So, Sid says, "Was it? what is it with you? Like, every time. Dean says, it's like chicks specifically dig unavailable guys. Who knew? <laughs> and he rips up the receipt. Outside the bar, they say goodbye. As Dean heads for his truck, he hears a woman scream. He grabs his gun and flashlight from the truck and sneaks into an abandoned building. There's lots of hanging plastic sheets all over the place. He pulls back a sheet and a bird flies at his head, startling him. He keeps searching and finds some claw marks on a wall, and then he finds some blood. So we cut to Dean on the phone with the local police department. He asks about, I, I, what is that word? He asks about, I don't know, a missing persons or activity around the renovating hotel he was snooping around in. Dean says, uh, call it a hunch. I've been a cop for a long time now. Then Lisa comes down the stairs, apparent, and it's apparently late at night. Dean says into the phone, oh yeah, no, I'll call you tomorrow. You too, man. Bye. He hangs up and Lisa says, who was that? Dean says, Sid. I'm just setting up a poker game. Lisa says, it's 1130. Dean says, is it really? Well, that explains why he was asleep when I called. I'll be right up. She says, okay, and then goes back upstairs. She's just like, okay, yeah, whatever, dude. <laughs> why, do you think, why do you think that Dean needs to hide from Lisa what he's doing? I, mean, I think... Because Lisa would understand. Lisa would understand, but I think Lisa is kind of like expecting that he's out of it now. Because, yeah. like, he came back and he was like, yeah, everything, like, it's done. Like, there's no, like, we're not dealing with anything anymore. And, like, I'm here to live a normal life. And so I think he's trying to, like, keep that as long as he can. Okay. It just seems kind of weird. Like, why are you lying to someone who knows what you did for a living and would completely understand? Also, too, he probably doesn't want to freak her out. You know, if yeah. he's saying, hey, there's something going on really close by, you know, he probably doesn't want to, like set her you know into like a panic if there's nothing really to like be concerned about you know yeah that makes sense okay so we cut to dean checking out the windows and making sure the doors are locked he pulls up a rug at the front door and there's a devil's trap underneath it <laughs> i wonder if lisa knows that that's there or if that rug ever gets moved you know <laughs> i know right i know so we cut to daytime Dean is driving his truck when he notices the same claw marks as before on a telephone pole in front of a house. He pulls over and grabs his gun. He walks uh, to the house and there's laundry hanging in the yard. A hanging sheet has claw marks in it. Dean goes behind the house and there's a shed with the same marks on the door. He pulls his gun out and when he hears some rustling, he opens the door and a little doggy runs out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hell. <laughs> yep. Suddenly, Sid is there. He's been on a run and he sees Dean. He says, Dean, is that a gun? Dean says, no, no, yeah, well, I got a permit for it. <laughs> Sid, Sid says, what, to shoot the Glickman's dog? Dean says, I thought that was a possum. Remember when I said I was in pest control? Well, possums carry rabies, so. <laughs> Sid says, I did not know that. Dean says, oh, yeah, possums kill, Sid. <laughs> oh, crap. Then Dean finds some sulfur on the ground. Sid says, what's that? Dean says, I got to go. Sid says, hold on, Dean, but Dean hurries away. Sid says, what the hell? So Dean goes home and into the garage. He grabs a bag and opens up baby's trunk and starts filling up the bag. He hears someone coming and hurries over to a toolbox. Lisa comes in. Dean says, hey, just getting a hammer. 
Lisa says, so I just ran into Sid. Did you almost shoot a Yorkie? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he's had dealings with Yorkies before. <laughs> I mean, that's true. You know, like. <laughs> he is afraid of dogs, so. Well, I don't think he's afraid of dogs. That was the episode where he had, like, the. The ghost you know, sickness. The where ghost he was sickness, afraid of things. so. Yeah. I don't think he's. I mean, there's episodes that come up for sure. He's not afraid of dogs. Yeah. Okay. It's like know. I'm thinking about the one with the German Shepherd. Yeah, that's later on though. Yeah, but I think I just think like for a while he was afraid of dogs. See, um, I never got that impression. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, eh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely a Yorkie problem though. <laughs> yeah. So Lisa says, "Did you almost shoot a Yorkie?" And Dean says, "Technically." Lisa says, "What's going on?" Dean says, "Nothing." Lisa says, "How come I don't believe you?" Dean says, I just, uh, I got this, I don't know, spidey sense. Lisa says, okay, are you hunting something? Dean says, honestly, at first I thought I was, but I'm pretty sure that I got worked up over nothing. It happens. Lisa says, are you sure? Dean says, I'll tell you what, just because, you know, I have an OCD thing about this. Why don't you and Ben go to the movies and hit the Cheesecake Factory? You know, hang out with the teamy masses and I'll do one last sweep just to be 100%. Lisa says, okay, be careful. Dean says, careful is my middle name. She laughs and they smooch and then she leaves. That reminds me, Killian the other day was like, hey, mom. And I was like, hey, what? And he goes, did you know that dangerous is my middle name? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I laugh in the face of danger. <laughs> <laughs> it was so cute. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I loved it. Okay, so they smooch and she leaves. Then Dean opens up a, tr a trunk and pulls out his old leather jacket and then his dad's journal. Then the lights start to flicker. He grabs his shotgun. He hears a clinking sound and a soccer ball rolls out from under baby. He goes to look, but no one's there. He turns around and Azazel is suddenly there. I just love this actor so much. I'm so glad to see him back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he says, hiya, Dean. Look what the apocalypse shook loose. You have fun sniffing that trail? Because I sure had fun patting you around. Dean says, you can't be. Yellow Eyes says, oh, sure I can. Yeah, kiddo. The big daddy brought your pal Cass back, right? So why not me? Add a little spice to all that sugar. Dean shoots him with the rock salt, but it doesn't affect Yellow Eyes. He says, really? After all we've been through together? He grabs Dean by the neck and lifts him up. Yellow Eyes says, you know, you got a great little life here. Pretty lady, real understanding. Hell of a kid. And how do you keep your lawn so green? <laughs> I mean, come on, Dean. You've never been what I'd call brainy. But did you really think you were going to get to keep all of this? You had to know that we were coming for you sometime, pal. You can't outrun your past. Suddenly, Sam is there, and he stabs a syringe right through Azazel, who disappears, and into Dean's chest. We cut to Dean waking up. Sam is sitting there. He says, hey, Dean. Dean just stares at him. Like, so, um, who are you? You know? <laughs> Sam laughs and says, I was expecting, I don't know, a hug, some holy water in the face, something. Dean says, so I'm dead. This is heaven. Yellow eyes killed me. And now Sam says, yellow eyes, that's what you saw? Dean asks, saw? Sam says, you were poisoned. So whatever kind of crazy crap you've been seeing, it's not real. Dean says, so then are you real or am I still? Sam says, I'm real. Here, let me save you the trouble. He cuts his arm with a silver blade and then puts some rock salt in a jug of holy water and drink some. Sam says, all me, that's nasty. 
Dean says, Sammy. Sammy says, yeah, it's me. Dean hugs him. Dean says, wait a minute, wait a minute. You were gone, man. I mean, that was it. How the hell are you? Sam says, I don't know. Dean says, what do you mean you don't know? Sam says, I mean, no idea. I'm just back. Dean says, well, was it God or Cass? I mean, does Cass know anything about it? Sam says, you tell me. I've been calling. Cass hasn't been answering my prayers. I don't even know where he is. I mean, I was down there, and then the next minute it's raining, and I'm lying in that field alone. It's kind of hard to go looking for whatever saved you when you've got no leads. But I looked. I mean, believe me, I looked for weeks. Dean says, wait, weeks? How long have you been back? How long have you been back, Sam? Sam says, about a year. I'd be so pissed. Yeah. Like, that, would, that would be, I mean, that's a fucking deal breaker right there. Oh, yeah. It's like, listen, I thought you were dead for an entire year and you didn't have, it. like, you're just like, oh, well, oh, well. You know, like, exactly. no. <laughs> exactly. No, no. Dean says, about a year, you've been, ba- you've been back practically this whole time. What, did you lose the ability to send a freaking text message? <laughs> Sam says, you finally had what you wanted, Dean. Dean says, I wanted my brother alive. Sam says, you wanted a family. You have for a long time. Maybe the whole time. I know you. You only gave it up because of the way we lived. But you had something, and you were building something. Had I shown up, Dean, you would have just run off. I'm sorry, but it felt like, after everything, you deserve some regular life. Dean says, what have you been doing? Sam says, hunting. Dean says, you left me alone and you were flying solo? Sam says, not solo. I hooked up with some other people. Dean says, you? Working with strangers? Sam says, they're more like family, and they're here. They walk out of the room into another one, and some people are are around a table. That was an awkward sentence. (laughs) A girl says, hey. Dean says, hi. She says, my God, you have delicate features for a hunter. (laughs) Dean says, You basically just called him a sissy. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Dean says, excuse me? Sam says, Dean, Gwen Campbell. She says, good to finally meet you. Sam's gone on and on. Sam says, and this is Christian and Mark Campbell. Dean says, hi, Campbell, like Christian says, like your mom. Sam says, third cousin, third cousin, something, something twice removed. They grew up in the life like mom and us. Dean says, I thought all of mom's relatives were gone. And I'm sorry. It's just, you know, why didn't we know about any of you? Suddenly, Mary's dad, Samuel, is there. He says, because they didn't know about you. Not until I brought you all back together. Dean says, Samuel? Samuel hugs Dean. Dean pulls away and Samuel says to the folks in the room, guys, give me a second with my grandsons here, please. Christian, Mark, and Gwen leave the room. Samuel says to Dean, a lot of resurrections in your face today. It's all right. (laughs) Take a minute. Dean says, it's going to take a little more than a minute. I mean, what the hell? How did this happen? Samuel says, we're guessing whatever pulled Sam up pulled me down. Sam says, so whatever this is, we're both a part of it. Dean says, but you don't know what that is. Samuel says, bingo. Dean says, and you have no leads? Nothing? Well, this is uh, no more doornails coming out of that door, is there? (laughs) Sam says, as far as we know, it's Samuel and it's me. Dean says, okay, am I the only one here that thinks that this can't all just be fine? Samuel says, believe me, you're not. I wanted to come get you, of course. Sam was adamant about leaving you out, so we did, until this. Dean says, right, so then you ended up in my garage. How? Sam says, I got hit before you did, a few days ago, dosed up with poison. Dean says, bye. Sam says, a couple of gin. 
Dean says, Jin, I thought they were cave-dwelling hermit types. That's pretty exotic. Sam says, not anymore, at least. These look like regular people. They can blend in, and all they got to do to kill you is touch you. Their toxins get in your system, and all of a sudden, you're hallucinating your worst nightmares, and pretty soon, you OD. Dean that's says, the worst. Yeah, that sounds horrible. Just Ugh. like, oh, hey, you shake hands with somebody, and ah, you died, you know, like. After, like, hallucinating your worst nightmares. Ooh. I know, right? It's like it's like an episode of the Oregon Trail. You know that game where it's like, oh, you did the wrong thing. You're dead. Start again. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you died of syphilis or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I never actually played that game, but I've seen enough of, like... Oh, I played it in elementary school. It's funny. Yeah. yeah. I don't... Uh, yeah, I don't think I ever did, but... I know um, enough about it because other people have played it, but... <laughs> yeah. Dean says, well, then, how are you breathing air? Sam says, Samuel had a cure. Dean says, you got a cure for gin poison? Samuel says, oh, I know a few things. Stick around and I'll show you tricks your daddy never even dreamed of. Dean says, okay, why are these things after us? Sam says, well, you did stake one a while back. After they came after me, we were pretty certain they were going to go running for you next. Dean says, Lisa and Ben, they're at the house right now. If that thing comes back. Samuel says, it's all right. I already sent someone over there to watch him. Dean says, you got to take me home right now. So they rush home and Dean runs into the house screaming Lisa and Ben's names. Sam sees the man sent to watch them is dead in his car. Like he looks like he'd been dead for a while too. Not like a yeah. recent thing. Yeah. His eyes are all glazed over. Yeah. Yeah. Lisa and Ben are nowhere to be found. Dean calls her cell, but suddenly Lisa and Ben walk in through the door. Dean says, where the hell have you been? Dean hugs them both. Lisa says, we were at the movies. You know that. Dean hugs too tightly. And Lisa says, Dean, ow. Ben says, what happened? Dean says, go upstairs and pack a bag. Ben says, where are we going? Dean says, I'm taking us to a friend's house. Go. To Ben, Lisa says, it's okay. Go on up. I'll be there in a sec. Then Ben notices Sam. He says, um, Lisa says, oh my God. Dean says, Lisa, Ben, I don't know if you remember. Lisa says, Sam. So we cut to Dean knocking on Bobby's door. Bobby answers and says, damn it. <laughs> Dean is there with Ben and Lisa. Dean says, it's good to see you too, Bobby. It's been a while. <laughs> Bobby says, what a greeting. <laughs> I know. Damn it. <laughs> Just, ah. <laughs> yep. Bobby says, if you're here, something's wrong. Dean says, Bobby, this is Ben and Lisa. Bobby says, well, it's nice to finally meet you too. Mikasa is Sukasa. Maybe you want to just go upstairs. Uh, the TV's broken, but there's plenty of Reader's Digests. Oh, <laughs> God. Yay. Really? <laughs> Woo. Oh, so exciting. <laughs> yeah. He says, just don't touch the decor, all right? Assume it's all loaded. So, <laughs> I so mean, because it is. Let's be It is funny. loaded, yeah. <laughs> so Lisa and Ben go upstairs. Dean says, so. And then Sam appears and says, hey, Bobby. Bobby says, Sam. Dean says, you knew? You knew Sam was alive? Bobby says, yeah. Dean says, how long? Bobby says, look. Dean yells, how long? Bobby says, all year. Dean says, oh, you got to be kidding me. Bobby says, and I'd do it again. Dean says, why? Bobby says, because you got out, Dean. You walked away from the life, and I was so damn grateful. You got no idea. Dean says, do you have any clue what walking away meant for me? Bobby says, yeah, a woman and a kid and not getting your guts ripped out at the age of 30. That's what it meant. Dean I mean, says, that's fair. <laughs> that is fair. Yeah. Dean says, that woman and that kid, I went to them because you asked me to. And he points at Sam. Bobby says, good. 
Dean says, good for who? I showed up on their doorstep, half out of my head with grief. God knows why they even let me in. I drank too much. I had nightmares. I looked everywhere. I collected hundreds of books trying to find anything to bust you out. Sam says, you promised you'd leave it alone. Dean says, of course I didn't leave it alone. Sue me. A damn year? You couldn't put me out of my misery? Bobby says, look, I get it wasn't easy, but that's life. And it's as close to happiness as I've ever seen a hunter get. It ain't like I wanted to lie to you, son, but you were out, Dean. Dean says, do I look out to you? So we cut to Lisa coming down the stairs and Dean meeting her. He says, how's he doing? She says, he's okay. How are you? Dean says, look, I know Bobby's a little crotchety, but he's great. He's going to look after you guys. Me and Sam, we're going to head out. She says, for how long? Dean just shakes his head. He says, I'm sorry, Lisa. Lisa says, for what? Dean says, those things were coming for me and I should have known. Lisa says, how could you have known a monster was going to show up? Dean says, I should have known. I should have known that if I stayed with you, that something would come because something, uh, because something always does. But I was stupid and reckless and you can't outrun your past. Lisa says, you're saying goodbye. They sit next to each other on the stairs. Dean says, I'm saying I'm sorry for everything. Lisa says, everything. You're an idiot. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I was, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. She says, you're an idiot. I mean, I know it wasn't greeting card perfect, but we were in it together. Dean says, I was a wreck half the time. Lisa says, yeah, well, that guy that basically saved the world shows up at your door. You expect him to have a couple issues and you're always going to. And you're always so amazing with Ben. You know what I wanted more than anything was a guy that Ben could look up to, like a dad. So you're saying it's all bad, Dean, because it was the best year of my life. Okay, I love Lisa. I do too. I just think she's so perfect for Dean. I almost said Ben. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, also. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So we cut to Sam and Dean meeting back up with Samuel and the cousins. Dean says, so what's the plan? Samuel says, well, right now we stock up, get set. Dean says, so you're saying there is no plan. Samuel says, we'll find him. We just got to be patient. Dean says, yeah, okay. Or here's an alt. Why don't we go kill the sons of bitches that broke into my house? Christian says, relax, Dean. We got it handled. Jenner, hard to dry out. Now you've been out of the game for a while. Leave it to the professionals. Dean says, yeah, sure. Tiny suggestion. You see, gin are easier to draw out when you've got bait. They want Sam and me. They know where I live. Now, I haven't been hunting in a while, but I'm going to stick my neck out and guess that's a pretty good place for us to go. See, it's almost like I'm a professional. Everybody He's so smiles. salty. I know. <laughs> he is so salty. Everybody <laughs> smiles at that. So we cut to everyone at Lisa's house. Gwen picks up a copy of InStyle magazine and says, oh, I love this one. Yours or your wife's. Mark is holding a framed photo. <laughs> Dean says, hey, do me a favor. Don't touch that. Sam holds up a golf club and says, golf? Really? Dean says, it's a sport. <laughs> <laughs> so I, mean, we, I guess, but... Yeah. <laughs> so we cut to Dean splashing water onto his face in the kitchen. Samuel comes in and says, nice house. Dean says, oh yeah, go ahead, say it. Call me a soccer mom, whatever. Samuel says, soccer mom, huh? Well, I'll have to look that up on the intranet. You know, (laughs) believe it or not, I get it, Dean. You wanted a normal life. Your mom wanted a normal life, too. You remind me of her, actually. The attitude, for one thing. Your brother tell you what we've been dealing with these past few months? Dean says, no, not really. 
Samuel says, I've never seen anything quite like it. Been working around the clock. Dean says, so what's going on? Samuel says, we don't know, but whatever it is, it goes way past a couple of gin acting off. Nocturnals attacking in broad daylight, werewolves out on the half moon, creatures that we've never seen before. We don't even know what they are. I'm knee deep in half eaten human hearts and exsanguinated, exsanguinated 10 year olds. And it's all making me pretty uneasy. Dean says, so what's your theory? Samuel says, you tell me. All we really know is it's all hands on deck. We're counting on each other right now. That's, uh, that's how it is. Okay, yeah, sorry. <laughs> that's how it is with Campbell's. We need you, Dean. Dean says, look, I hear you. But Samuel says, you don't know what you're part of, Dean. You know you had ancestors hacking off the heads of vamps on the Mayflower. What I'm saying is that we're your blood and we're out there dying, trying to get in front of whatever this is. Maybe not the best time for golf. So we cut to Mark outside in a van, keeping watch. Dean comes up to a window and says, hey, Mark doesn't respond. Dean notices a cage in the back of the van. He says, you don't really say much, do you? Mark says, enough. Dean says, any sign of him? Mark hands Dean his looking glass. <laughs> I guess it's binoculars, but it's like a one, like a single looking glass type thing instead of binoculars so anyway wait what glass. oh it's like one of those uh telescope things like that that that, that um oh god um the things that you see p pirates having all the time there's a name for them yeah i don't know what to call it so i just called it a looking glass <laughs> i uh, can't remember the name um i feel like i know monocle is not it no telescope not no. it um Periscope? Next one that's coming into my mind is kaleidoscope, and I definitely don't know that. Is it, is it a per periscope? Periscope? I'm going to look. Okay. I'm going to keep reading while you look. Okay. Okay. Um, so Mark says, three gin off in the trees. Dean hands it back and goes inside. To Samuel, he says, those gin are just sitting out there watching us. Everybody's got to clear out. Samuel says, what? Dean says, they're not going to come in here until me and Sam are alone. Samuel says, so what, I'm supposed to leave you here with no backup? Sam says, Dean's right. They're smart. They wait until they weren't outnumbered. Samuel sighs and says, all right, we won't be far. You call when they come, you hear? Sam says, you bet. To the cousins, Samuel says, all right, pack up. We're out of here. So the rest of them leave. Sam says to Dean, you okay? Dean laughs and says, oh, yeah, yeah, no, this is crazy. I mean, you, Grandpa, whoever brought you back. Sam says, they don't want to be found. Dean says, yeah, I get that. But who are they, and what do they want, and why? Sam says, that's a good question. Dean says, do you remember it? Sam says, what? Dean says, the cage. Sam says, yeah. Dean says, do you want to? Sam says, no. Dean says, well, if anyone can relate. Sam says, Dean, I don't want to talk about it. I'm back. I get to breathe fresh air, have a beer, hunt with my family, and see you again. So why exactly would I want to think about hell? Dean says, and you really think, and then he looks out the window and sees his neighbors collapse. Dean grabs two syringes of the antidotes, but Sam says, this is happening because of me, and then he goes running over there. Uh, but Dean says, this is happening because of me, and he goes running over there. Sam grabs more of the antidote, but a gin is suddenly in the room with him. They fight. Uh, next door, Dean checks the pulse of the woman and then goes over to Sid. 
Then a gin restrains him, and a female gin breaks a syringe of antidote. It's the waitress from the beginning of the episode. She says, you made it through that last trip, so how about a big fat double dose? She grabs his face and says, bad news, it'll kill you. The good news, at least you'll go fast. Black marks streak over Dean's skin. The woman says, that's for our father, you son of a bitch. Dean collapses. So we cut to Sam, still fighting. He grabs a golf club and beats the gin into submission. But then the other two are there. We cut to Dean, barely able to stand. He's all wonky. He looks out the window and sees Ben and Lisa. He hears Ben say, I just couldn't sleep at that house. Lisa says, it's okay. Don't worry. We'll call Dean. And then Yellow Eyes is there. He says, ah, uh, don't worry about them, Dean. Worry about me. He sees Ben and Lisa go into the house. And through the window, he sees Yellow Eyes is already in Lisa's house. He waves to Dean. Dean yells, no. And then he falls down. When he wakes up, he's laying down on Ben's bed. He sees Azazel with Ben saying, there, there, kiddo, and Lisa being pinned to the wall. She slowly slides up towards the ceiling. Azazel cuts his skin and says to Ben, drink it. Dean says, Ben, no. Azazel says, you'll feel better. Ben drinks. Lisa's now on the ceiling. She says to Dean, it's all your fault. And then her abdomen starts bleeding. I know. Yellow Eyes says, this, something else. We both know that's details. There's something coming for this one, and you can't stop it. Lisa says, it's all your fault. Dean yells, Lisa. Yellow Eyes says, drink it. You'll feel better. And Ben keeps drinking. Dean yells, Ben, don't. Yellow Eyes says, can't stop it. Then Lisa bursts into flame. We see Dean is still on the floor in the living room. We cut to Sam, who's got all three gin with him. Um, I guess it's two gin, because one of them he, like, beat up with the golf club so bad. Well, there was three of them, but I don't think all three of them, like, during this whole thing, I don't think all three of them are in the same area at the same time. They kind of, like, split up a little bit. They split up, but now they're all back with Sam. They, like, left Dean to die. Yeah, that's true. So they're all back with Sam, but one of them is out of commission because Sam beat him up so much with the golf club. Yeah. So um, one takes, one of the gin takes the golf club away. Then Samuel's there and kills that one. Samuel says about the female gin. I got her. Go get Dean. So Sam leaves. Then Christian throws a bag over the chick Jen's head and restrains her. Samuel says, relax. We're not going to kill you. Get her into the van. Quick now before the boys get back. So we cut to Sam and Dean walking through Lisa's house. Dean says, so Samuel and the cousins. Sam says, don't know. They left in a hurry. I'm meeting them back at their place. You coming with me? Dean says, no, I'm going back for Lisa and Ben. Sam says, I thought you said. Dean says, I did. I changed my mind. Sam says, look, I practically shoved you at them. Dean says, that's a funny way to put it, but all right. (laughs) Sam says, I'm just saying, I really wanted that for you. And when I told you to go, I thought you could have it, you know, but now I'm not so sure. I mean, you got to consider the fact that you'll be putting them in danger if you go back. Dean says, so what? It's better to leave them alone unprotected and then they're not in danger. I did this to them. I made them vulnerable the moment I knocked on their door, and I can't undo that. But what I can do is go with the best option. Sam nods and says, I hear you. I guess I just wish you were coming with me. That's all. Dean says, why? Sam says, don't be stupid. Dean says, no, I mean it. I mean, you know, plenty of good hunters. I'm rusty. I did something seriously stupid going out there. I almost got us both killed. Sam says, and that's exactly why I want you. Dean says, what are you talking about? Sam says, you just went. You didn't hesitate because you care because that's who you are. Me, I wouldn't even think to try. Dean says, yes, you would. 
Sam says, no, Dean, I'm telling you, it's just better with you around. That's all. Dean says, listen, he hands Sam baby's keys and says, she should be hunting. Take her. Sam says, thanks, really. But I already got my car set up how I like it. I should hit the road. Dean says, I'll lock you out. Outside, Dean says, keep in touch, you hear? Sam says, of course. It was really good to see you again, Dean. Dean nods. Sam drives away. And Dean looks wistful. And credits. Okay, so I looked up what the the pirate's eyeglass thing is. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, it just says a telescope, like a nautical telescope. So, okay. So, I mean, I thought there was another name for it, like, that it was specifically called, like, the pirate's, you know version of it was called something specific but like I looked up a bunch of different like there's it's called like a telescope or a nautical telescope a uh, monocular or like okay. a spyglass you can call it any of those spyglass, things but like yeah, okay called a telescope I guess okay cool so which I didn't I don't know didn't seem right to me but I looked and I looked and I looked and that was all I could find so yeah. there's not like a specific like I was like what's a pirate's looking glass called and they're like a telescope and I was like Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's not as exciting as I thought it was going to be. So, nope. Anyways, but my thoughts. So, okay. Like, I think it's kind of funny that, like, Dean, instead of being like a mechanic, went on to be a construction worker. Yeah. That was an interesting choice. Maybe like, it pays better. Probably. Yeah. But, like, I just thought it was odd because it's like this guy literally works on cars all the time or at least on his car. So like Mm -hmm. why, but I mean, to be fair, he did like hide baby away. (laughs) Excuse me. I'm like choking on my own spit. He did like hide baby away. So maybe he didn't want to like, and that was one, something that he did with Sam a lot too. So maybe he just didn't want to do that. Yeah. I could see that. Didn't want to be reminded. Yeah. But, and I wonder, so, um, when he was working with, um, or when he was working, when he was having a beer with Sid, they were talking about, like, Facebook or whatever. I kind of wonder if that's, like, when Facebook kind of started and that was, like, a plug for it. Oh, weird. Or, like, you know, because I don't, because that would have been back, so season six, when did they start? 2005, right? Yeah. So that would have been 2010, 11. So, no, it wouldn't have been when Facebook started. No, it would have been way before that, yeah. I wonder if that's when it got, like, really popular, though. Yeah, I don't know. Possibly. Huh. Anyways, also, the whole thing that we can take away from this episode is that you can't keep Dean away from hunting for too long. No, you can't. And, like, he never left it, really. You know, like, he 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 wasn't actively hunting, but he is still, like, you know, the super paranoia of a hunter, like, all the time. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah, it was interesting how he, you know, like, I'm gonna sleep on my back so that I can have my arm, you know, reaching down towards my gun when I sleep, you know? Yeah, I kind of wonder, too, if he were to, like, because, okay, most of the episodes that we've seen him in when he's sleeping, he is, like, face down, but he's got stuff underneath his pillow. That's right, yeah. So I kind of wonder if, like, because he doesn't want, like, a gun or a knife or whatever in bed with him and Lisa, if that's, like, his thing. Like, if he were to flip over, he'd probably put his other arm off the side of the bed. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> like, he's got to be, like, close, ac- like, access all the time. Yep. But, okay, I like Lisa. I love Lisa. I don't know, like, so many people have issues with Lisa, and I think it, I don't know if it's just because 
she it's because they don't want to see dean with a serious in a serious relationship yeah like or they don't want to see dean with somebody because that means he's taken you know (laughs) i think that's bs yeah which is dumb like i think dean and lisa like they they could have worked Yep, you know, I like, think so. I think Lisa would have been one of those ones that could have turned into a hunter. Granted, it would have been hard with Ben to, like, do, like, how would they be hunters and have Ben not be in it? Steve's yeah. freaking out currently, if you can hear him scratching around. He's, like, look, his tail is freaking him out. He's twitching his tail, and he's looking at it with big eyes, like, I'm gonna get at you. <laughs> <laughs> so if you hear funny. it crash anytime soon, it's Steve rolling himself off the futon. Huh. Um... But yeah, I don't know. I just, there he goes. (laughs) I don't know if you heard that. Um, I don't know. I like Lisa. And I think it's kind of not fair that a lot of people hate her just because she's with Dean, you know? Right. I think so too. Yeah. There's not any reason for that. Yeah, because she doesn't, she doesn't do like conventions or anything like that because of that. Yeah. Which is really sad. Which is dumb. Like, I I would like to see her, you know, because, okay, but here's another thing too, is would they actually bring her? Because let's be real. All of her questions would be like, what was it like to kiss Dean? What was it like to hug Dean? What was it like, you know, and she'd just be like, really? (laughs) I know that's true. (laughs) Let's move on. Like, (laughs) yeah, that's funny. Also, I want to know the answers to those questions. So I mean, for sure, but like, (laughs) I'm never going to be the person to ask them. Oh God, no, nope. (laughs) I'd be really interested if somebody else asked the questions. Yep. But yeah, okay. And like his like Dean's whole wardrobe changed during this. Like Oh, he, I didn't really point, notice that. Yeah, at one point he's wearing like dad jeans with like a belt and his shirt tucked in. Are you kidding? I did not notice that at all. Yeah, That's so when he funny. was talking to I think it was when he was talking to um or no. I don't remember. I don't remember when it was, but I remember like seeing him standing there with a shirt tucked in and like a black belt in his jeans. And I was just like, what? You know, like, <laughs> like what is that? You know? That's funny. <laughs> but it, it was kind of funny. It's like, okay, let's be real. Like, that's how my dad dresses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like if he's wearing like a nicer like shirt or like a polo or like a button up shirt, like he's got it tucked in with a belt and it's just like, oh, yeah. he's got the dad look down. That's <laughs> funny. I did not notice that, man. I'm going to have to go back and watch it. I think it was so... I think it was when Sam, because I'm trying to look at my notes and piece together where this would have been. I think it was after Sam found Dean and he brought him back to, you know, where they were all hanging out and like he wakes up and he's like standing there with his little like pants tucked in and his belt. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think that's when it happened. So. Okay. But I don't know. Also, Okay. I would be so pissed if somebody that I knew and like I was good friends with died and came back and they just decided to not tell me for a year, you know? That's bananas. I, you know what? Dean kind of gets over it pretty quickly and I wouldn't. I I see. I didn't think he got over it that quickly. I mean, by the end of the episode, he's not, it doesn't seem like he's mad about it anymore. I don't know. To me, it kind of like, because so I, I wrote that down for another thought. Like, I don't like seeing the, the brothers, like, super distant 
from each other. And I think yeah. to me, part of it was like, Dean's still a little salty about like Sam Lee. So he's like, fine, do whatever you want. Because he's like, not that you care about that anyway. You know, like, I see. I think that's kind of how, that's how I took it anyways. It was like, yeah. he's, they're like pretty distant and like Sam's trying to kind of be a little closer to him, but Dean's like, screw you, you know? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I would be super pissed. Super oh, for sure. Pissed. Yeah. Yeah. Can we just, like, make a pact real quick that, like, if either of us die and come back, that, like, we tell each other right away? (laughs) Yes, same. (laughs) Like, I feel like that needs to happen. (laughs) Yeah. Not that that will ever happen, but still, you know. Okay, it better not happen. Better not happen. (laughs) You better not jump into a hell pit, Rochelle. (laughs) (laughs) I don't plan on it. Maybe I would trip and fall into one on accident, but I'm not going to jump into a hell pit of my own accord. (laughs) Okay, thank you. Huh. oh man okay and like i have a lot of i have a lot of thoughts about this episode if you can't tell like the hunters you know when they're all like all together like the family and you know cousins all whatever like hunters don't actually want to hunt you know and like they're like if you can get out of it and like especially when bobby's like you know, dude, you were out. Like the hunters do their job because they know that they have to, and there's nobody else to do it. But none of them seem like they actually want to hunt. You know, every yeah. once in a while you get a few that like, especially like, oh, what's his face? Um, the one that was going after Sam for the longest time. Oh, um, not Gordon. Rufus, but Rufus. yeah, Gordon. 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 I was like, no, no, Rufus is the other. Not Rufus. <laughs> Rufus is Bobby's friend. That's not. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like some of them clearly like that's what they wanted because it's like kind of like destructive behavior and they like that part of it but like most of them that are normal and somewhat sane don't want to hunt they just know that they have to yeah like who else is gonna do the job yeah yeah so they're like if you can get out of it get out of it you know right so I just thought that was interesting because it's almost like to me up until this point, I've always been kind of like, Oh, like, yeah, it's a burden, but they like what they do. Right. And it kind of seemed like in this episode, like they don't actually like what they do. They just, it's just what, yeah, they have to, it's what they're good at. And you know, who else can they trust to do it? Who else is going to do it? Yeah. Nobody. So they have to. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that was interesting. And like, I don't know, the whole family, like, of, like, the cousins and all that sort of stuff, just, it seems a little off to me, not sure if I like Granddaddy Winchester, you know, like, the whole, like, and to be fair, like, I, I've seen everything, but, like, I just remember, like, it's just, you know, like, and I don't remember a ton about this storyline, just because of, like, where it happens, you know? Yeah. But, like, definitely, oh, <laughs> Steve's scratching in the litter box next to me, I hope it's not too loud. <laughs> oh, no, I can't hear it. <laughs> okay. Like, he's, like, digging around in there. I don't know what's going on. But, um, yeah, I just, like, the whole family dynamic in this, like, is just off to me, and I don't like any of it. It's a little weird. Also, I wonder, like, that guy that died in the car, you know, like, watching Ben and Lisa's house. Oh, yeah. Was that guy family, too? Yeah, I think that was, um, I think it's in our interesting facts. I looked at the interesting facts, and I think that's, it says it somewhere in there who it was. Oh, okay, because like, because they didn't like introduce him to us, and so I wonder, like, did you did you just lose a family member and like not care? Yeah, I think it was like another cousin or something like that. Okay, all right, but or like one of those like 
once removed or whatever, you know, yeah, types of people. But yeah. Um, what was your favorite moment from this one? My favorite moment, um, my favorite moments were the ones with yellow eyes in it. I just love that actor so much. I think his name is Fred Lane. Um, I have no idea. Or, yeah. or Frank Lane. I think it's Fred Lane though. Um, I just, I love him so much and I didn't remember him coming back. And so I didn't either. Yeah. Yeah. Just seeing him again, even though it wasn't really him, it was all in Dean's mind was such a delight. Yeah. You know, I just, I friggin' I love that actor. He's, he's got great lines. He plays it so well. It was yeah. just a delight. So yeah. Yeah. What was your, what was your favorite moment? <laughs> so I, my favorite moment was when Lisa was like, did you almost shoot a Yorkie? You know, like, she's just like, really, bro? You know, like, just the, the look on her face of like, come on, man, keep yeah. it together. You know, like, it was just great. Like, I, it was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I was really pretty great. It. That was great. Um, just, just like the exasperation of like, you doofus, you know? Like, yeah. Why you would you try and take out the neighbor's Yorkie? You know? Yeah. But yeah, that, that was, that was definitely my favorite. Okay. Um, also like, did Sid die? Sid? The, oh, I think so. Let me, let me look. Okay. So yeah. So this isn't the, the interesting fact which we're about to get to, but well, it has the body count, which is five. So it says Johnny Campbell, who is the cousin. Okay. That died in the car. Uh, Sid, Sid's wife, and then two, the two male gin. Okay. So, yeah. That's too bad. Mm-hmm. They kind of, like, yeah, they didn't really, like, say that they did. I mean, I guess they did show that he was dead, right? I mean, they show that he got attacked and, like, Dean was going over there to, like, check him. But they didn't show that, like, whether he actually died i think i can't remember now yeah i don't know i don't remember <laughs> i just said it and i can't remember there was other things yeah. going on at the time that seemed more important yeah but okay so yeah our interesting facts um it says the title of this episode is from the rolling stones 1972 uh double album of the same name um which is exile on main street um it says when dean is explaining to sid why he has a gun he mentions that um opossums carry rabies in fact, rabies is extremely rare in opossums. That's why, like, there's a, I see a lot of posts on Facebook all the time, like, yes, I am ugly, but I eat ticks and mosquitoes and all these different things, and I don't carry diseases. Like, stop killing them, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, they're kind of gross looking for sure. But, yeah, like, a little weird. they're actually fairly good, you know, yeah. for everything, so. Right. Um... It says, after Dean leaves the bar with his suburbia buddy and hears the woman scream, he grabs a flashlight from his work truck and goes to investigate. Um, the posters on the door he opens are for a DJ called DJ Sam. Uh-huh. Which I didn't even... I didn't notice that. Yeah, I didn't look at it. Um, it says, this is the lowest rated season premiere slash opening episode as of June 2018. Um, so who knows now? I'm assuming it probably still is. Yeah. And is the first episode after Kripke's original five-year run. Mm-hmm. Um, it says Sam's car that's set the way he likes it is a 2006 SRT8 Dodge Charger. Um, Dean's truck in the episode is an 88 or 89 Ford uh, 250, the huh. F250. Okay. Um, so he could haul a horse trailer with that. 
Mm. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> it says, um, the yellow truck in the beginning of the episode uh, was the same exact one Henry Spencer drove in Psych. Which okay. I haven't seen, but I mean, I've seen like a couple random episodes of it. But. Yeah, yeah. I love that show. Yeah. Um, so does that mean that it's the same, it says the same exact one he drove. So is it the same, like, is it actually like they used the same car in Supernatural that they used in Psych? Or does that mean it's just the same type of car? I don't know. It sounds like it's, the, if they said it's the same exact car, then I'm, then I would think it was the same exact one as opposed to just the same like model yeah same exact one drove and yeah so yeah i'm gonna go with it was the same like they they took it from psych you know after they got rid of it or something you know um it says it's the first appearance of azazel since the season two finale in 2007 yay um and it says uh it's the start of a new intro for then slash now slash the road so far and supernatural Okay. Um, and it says Sam and Dean's cousin Mark Campbell is played by Flashpoint star David. Oh, I'm gonna butcher this. Uh, Pat Cow. I don't know. I didn't watch that. I I don't know how. I probably said that horribly wrong. But yeah. So I and I've never seen Flashpoint before. Yeah, me neither. Like I don't even know. I think it's like I want to say I've seen like maybe a preview commercial type thing for it maybe but i can't i I have no idea yeah i don't know so anyways Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so our research for this week is off of mvcurrent.com it's called the mv current and so it must be i think it's like a blog Oh, no, it's a reporter. So this is some sort of, like, news website, I think. Okay. Um, and this is from March of 2019. Um, and so it's a, this is off of Haunted Indiana, the Rhodes Hotel. So we tried to look up something that was in the city. Cicero. Cicero, where Lisa Cicero. lives. Yeah. yeah. But there wasn't anything, so we just got as close as we could to there. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, this is um, the Rhodes Hotel, um, and it says, this is, like, kind of done in, like, first person from this reporter, so. Okay. Um, it says, this past weekend, I had the privilege of visiting the historic Rhodes Hotel with MV current photographer Piper Todd. Uh, located in Atlanta, Indiana, this quiet period hotel has stood for 126 years. The seemingly peaceful property is not so quiet and is said to be haunted by several spirits. The Rhodes Hotel is reported to be one of the most haunted places in Indiana. Um, It has even been visited by several investigation teams from various TV shows such as Ghost Hunters and Paranormal Investigators. Okay, every time I hear of Ghost Hunters, I always think Ghost Facers. (laughs) Ah, I love it. Like, it's just, yeah, I just, my brain goes there. Yep. Um, It says, visitors have reported seeing apparitions of men, women, and children. Um, There have also been reports of lights turning off on their own and doors shutting randomly, which is disgusting. Creepy. Um, It is rumored that the conversations of the dead can still be heard if one listens closely. Um, One room in particular is home to a collection of dolls and several disturbing disturbing EVPs um, or voice phenomenons um, have been 
captured and they've been captured by differing investigators. So a lot of different things have been captured by a lot of different people. Okay. Um, it says the Rhodes Hotel can be found just north of Noblesville, um, and the building was established in 1893 on a plot of land purchased by Newton Road. Um, after his death, his wife Clara and their two kids, Hazel and Everett, uh, managed the hotel and kept it running. It soon became a stop along a railroad, so it saw a variety of guests. Um, some of these guests included famous criminals D John Dillinger and Al Capone. <laughs> Oh, cool. Good old gangster. Yeah. Um, the Rhodes Hotel. Okay, I just think it's hilarious that Al Capone didn't get caught for anything other than tax evasion. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know, right? Like, like that's what he got nicked for was tax evasion. Yep. <laughs> you know? Out of all the things he could have gotten in trouble for, that was it. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, it says the Rhodes Hotel also saw its days as a brothel and a speakeasy during Prohibition. Um. It says death was not uncommon within the household either. Um, Everett fell ill at 19 and was forced to live in isolation until his death. Uh, Clara Newton and his stepmother Catherine also passed away in the house as well. A preacher named Lester Poor roomed at the hotel for a time as well, and it has been confirmed that he hanged himself in the building's attic. Oh, geez. Not good. Um, it says Sarah, one of the prostitutes during the hotel's time as a brothel, died for unknown reasons. It is said that their spirits still haunt the Rhodes Hotel and their rooms are a major hotspot for activity. Um, Mike Couch, the current older, current older, current owner of the historic building, was kind enough to give us a tour of the place and went into further detail about the history behind the building. My research prior to visiting was fairly accurate, but we uncovered a few bits of information about the place we did not know about. Uh, we received a brief tour of the downstairs, but most of our time is spent upstairs as, it, as it's uh, where the hotspots for activity are. Uh, before we went upstairs, Piper began experiencing issues with the camera. The shutters were slow and the camera would turn off at random moments. This was not unexpected because paranormal energy can tend to mess with technology, but luckily we were still able to capture a decent number of pictures. It says Mike told us about a few personal experiences he has had in the home. Uh, door slam, random footsteps occur, and the occasional voices have been heard. Uh, um, <laughs> no thanks. I would be like, I'm going to nope right out of here and live somewhere else. <laughs> like, yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, it says, overall, the spirits within the home are rather peaceful and nothing terribly frightening has happened. Uh, Ghost Adventures crew leader Zach Baggins would claim something evil haunts the halls of the Rhodes Hotel, but Mike assured us that nothing harmful lies, lies within the historic building. Okay, but like... If there's something in there, probably not completely, like, like, I don't, peaceful, I guess, like, mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that's super creepy. <laughs> um, it says, we were shown each of the rooms upstairs, but the one that caught our attention was Sarah's room. Uh, during the hotel's days as a brothel, she was a prostitute who held a high status within the Rhodes Hotel. We actually didn't know of Sarah before coming to the Rhodes Hotel, and little is known about her. It is unknown how she died, and Mike is still working to dig further into the truth behind the way she died. Um, in her room, there have been reports of full-body apparitions, as well as guests brushing up against, as well as guest, guests brushed up against, that was a tongue twister. So, mm -hmm. like, she touches people and they see her. That's cool. Yeah. <sighs> I don't like it. Um, it says, Sarah has said to be rather, <laughs> has been said to be rather feisty. Uh, Mike shared a story about an investigator who was sitting on her bed and asked her to come up and touch him. Later, when the EVP was being processed, a feminine voice was saying, you wish. 
<laughs> I mean, she's kind of snarky, and I like it, but, like, yeah. nope. I got, yeah. like, okay, listen, I got goosebumps on my legs. You. <laughs> 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 uh, that's awesome. You don't like any of it. Um... Yuck. It says Mike was humored by this and appreciates her apparent sense of humor. Like mm. he's the best person to be living there because he just thinks it's all great. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's not scared. I guess I would be. Um, uh, it says we didn't experience anything major within our short time at the Rhodes Hotel. It was rather quiet, and if we did hear something, it was hard to tell because the house is so old. Uh, the floors creaked whenever we walked, and even the slightest movements made made a noise. Um, according to Mike, activity is random and doesn't occur at any particular moment. The house is also rather cold, so temperature changes were hard to detect. <laughs> but is it so cold that, like, you just can't tell? And because of, yeah, nope, mm -mm. Yeah. We're just not gonna go there. <laughs> it says, the building isn't only a resting place for the restless souls of the dead. Um, I didn't know this prior to visiting, but Mike runs a charity through the Rhodes Hotel, and any money earned from private investigations goes towards his Lost Limbs Foundation to help young kids purchase uh, prosthetics. That's pretty cool. That is cool. Um, it says several paranormal investigation groups have donated to this charity, and although the organization is rather small, Mike has impacted the lives of many children. Oh, I like awesome. that. Like, he's yeah. kind of like, yeah, come come investigate my house, but also you're going to give me money for this. <laughs> yeah, that's super cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, to be on those shows, like, ghost, uh, ghost hunters and ghost adventurers, like, they pay you. I, yeah. So, yeah, I would assume that they would have to. Like, I never yeah. really thought about it before, but, like, they're not just yeah. going to come and invade your house, you know? Yeah. Um, it says, our brief, our brief time at the Rhodes Hotel was rather intriguing. We uncovered a lot of things we didn't know about prior, prior to our visit, and it was interesting to see charity work carried out through a haunted building. It is no longer a functioning hotel, but Mike hosts overnight investigations, and all of the money earned goes towards his foundation. I would definitely go back to explore further. And then there's like a picture of a doll and it underneath it, it says this doll is known to move by herself or fall onto the floor, which is gross. Ew. Um, let's see what the other ones say. Um, oh, there's a view of the house. Um, there it's a, there's one that's like a view, a look up the staircase and it says the camera continued to focus for 10 minutes before finally snapping the photo. Ooh. like it just like couldn't do it there, yeah. like is there too much stuff to focus on or was it just like being screwed with i don't know yeah um they took a picture of the attic where the priest hanged himself so that's kind of icky oh that reminds me the house that i grew up in um the people who were moving out of it um right before we moved in mm -hmm. they moved out because um one of their one of the people who lived there hanged themselves in in our garage Ugh. And my dad said that when he went into the garage, there was still a rope tied to the rafters that had just been cut off like a foot below. Ugh. Yeah. That doesn't have to mean that that was the rope, but there was definitely a rope. I mean, I feel like why would there be a random rope tied to a rafter if it wasn't for I that? I know. Isn't that crazy? I don't like it. Oh, me neither. I don't like it at all. But, ugh. Yeah. Mm -mm. Oh, um, there's one other photo in here, and it says, uh, look at Sarah's dresser, and it's filled with knickknacks and trinkets to appease her spirit. And there's, oh. like, a picture of a lady on there, like, some sort of glass bottle, a bell, it looks like a string of pearls, there's a fan on there. I can't tell what the other stuff is. Hmm, cool. But, 
yeah, just there's there's some there's some stuff. Uh, I don't want to go there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sounds like a horrible idea. But sounds yeah. fun. Um, so what was your is your that moment from this week? Okay, well, this is a pretty well. It's not it's not a long moment, but um, <laughs> but I knew that you of all people would appreciate it. Goody. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I wanted to make sure to tell you about it. Um, Killian the other day says, Mom, every time I cry, I eat my snot and it tastes good. <laughs> and I, I was like, what? I know you do. That's why I wanted to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. I was like, you know, you're not really supposed to eat your own snot. And he was like, but it makes me feel better when I eat it. Ew. <laughs> Yuck. Uh, so my son is an idiot. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> like, just licking his own nose holes. That's, what? Nope. <laughs> okay, like, have I told you why I don't love cows? Like, yeah, they're kind of cute. They're a little bit stupid. Like, all in all, I don't hate cows, but, like, they gross me out because they're constantly sticking their no their tongues in their noses and pulling out snot and eating it. And like, oh my god, I, I did just not know can't. that. And they're super snotty, and I don't know if it's because their tongue is like wet and constantly going into their nose, so it's just making their nose like run all the time. But like, you watch cows for any length of time, and they're constantly picking their own nose with their tongue, and it's just like, you know. <laughs> just, oh my god, yeah. I had no idea they do that. That's so yeah. funny. Literally watch like any video of a cow for even a few seconds and you will see a cow pick its own nose. <laughs> okay, I will. Like, it's disgusting. Like, just go anywhere on any sort of anything and find a video of a cow and you will see it pick its nose. And it's just <laughs> disgusting. I can't, I can't do it. It's just wrong. <laughs> I hate snot. <laughs> I hate it so much. It's pretty gross. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> well, what was your idiot or asthma moment? Uh, okay, so I'm like, I'm trying to like still like, ew, it's not. Um, so my my idiot slash ash but ash but not ash, ash but. but ass but <laughs> moment. So Steve met a dog. Oh. Uh, and Steve <laughs> did not. Necessary. Okay, so, like, I think the meeting with the dog went fairly well. Like, there was no hands thrown, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, the dog was very respectful of Steve, which was great. Steve, however, was cussing out the dog. Like, he didn't necessarily, like, go and, like, try and slap him or do anything, but he definitely, there was some hissing involved, and whenever he hissed, the dog was like, okay, man, like, I'll back up, you, you like, you don't need to, you don't need to talk to me like that, like, we're good, we're friends, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, he was sitting there, like, at the dog, and the dog's like, man, bro, man, like, I just want to be friends, you know, and I felt so bad for the dog, because he just wanted to be friends with Steve so bad. Oh, that's so <laughs> and cute. And Steve was like, heck you, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> no thanks, you know, and I feel like, like, okay, so I think it went really well, like, eventually they got to the point where, like, Steve was kind of, like, hiding in his little corner or whatever, and, like, 
the dog would kind of like go in and stick his nose in the corner and be like, hey, bud, we good now? And Steve would just kind of like sit there and like he didn't hiss at him and he didn't cuss at him, you know, but he was just kind of like, ah, you know, like you're big and I don't know. They did have a moment of like booping snoots, you know, like they kind of sniffed at each other and their noses touched and then Steve kind of like jumped back a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Like he didn't like run or anything, which was good. Like the whole time, because I don't know, like if a cat runs, I feel like a dog just kind of has an obligation to chase it. So I'm proud of Steve for not running, even though he's probably scared. But, um, yeah. So Steve was kind of being a jerk, you know, like a little bit, like all the dog wanted was to be friends. And Steve was just kind of like, screw you, you know, like, no, but like, I feel like they're, they're decent with each other now. And at some point Steve will get over his, you know, thing but he it sounds he re- like it sounds like for a first meeting it went pretty well it went really well yeah like steve kind of hid most of the time but like he he wasn't like totally freaked out the whole time and he kind of quit the like the hissing and the cussing at him you know yeah he actually like made his way up out of his corner up on the couch at one point just to like kind of survey the situation mm-hmm. and on the other couch the dog was like oh, hey, and, like, jumped up and went over to go and say hi, and Steve was like, nope, right back down into his little hole. So, like, he's, he's, you know, getting some bravery. I'm sure at some point they're going to be, like, BFFs and, like, cuddling together on the couch. They just don't know it yet. Yeah. (laughs) I think the dog knows it, but Steve doesn't know it yet, but. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, it was, like, (laughs) Steve wasn't being outright rude, but he was kind of, you know, being a little bit of a jerk towards the dog, like, dude, all he wants to do is love you, but also at the same time, like, I kind of get it, because, like, the dog is big and Steve is not, so. (laughs) Yeah, right. But, yeah, so that, that was my ass butt moment. Steve was being a little bit of an ass butt to the dog, but I feel like all in all, it will end well, so. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. You can email us at idgitsandaspettspodcast at gmail.com. The word and is spelled out or visit our Facebook page, Idgits and Aspects, a supernatural podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at Idgits and Aspects podcast. Thanks again. Thank you.